Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 369, from February 26th, 1997. A Wednesday night show with guest Famke Jansen. Famke uh, starred in GoldenEye, which was her big American debut. It was a femme fatale slash Bond girl, technically, I guess. Uh, she later on starred in a bunch of different independent features. Monument Ave, being one of the ones she did in 1997. And this is about two years before she would start work on the uh, first X-Men movie. So it's a very interesting stage in Famke's career. And Adam Carolla talks to her as if he got her name wrong, either off-air, or she has a lost episode from 1996, or possibly she was on the MTV show, and we don't have a record of it, or we just don't remember it. Adam opens the show, telling Mike to pot down the music, as if he's angry at the MXPX bumper. Yeah, right. Uh, perhaps it's some posturing for the guest, which makes sense. Uh, Adam does get her name right this time. Adam is clearly into Famke. He picks on her husband at, at the time, and she defends him and talks about his upcoming first film she'll be starring in. Adam jokes with Famke that she needs four husbands. There's too much of her for just one man. She agrees with him, oddly enough. And then Adam explains why he doesn't mind sharing Thomka with three other men. They continue to riff about their fantasy life together throughout the show. And they get into Thomka's origins in the U.S. and the languages she speaks and all about her. Lots of great calls. And Adam actually even uh, manipulates her to stay an extra commercial break towards the end of the show. She tries to leave early and he makes her leave a little less early. This episode is a shocker. We didn't know this one was in the archive. We don't know if there are any more Famke Jansen episodes in the archive. It's possible. Uh, unlikely, but possible. So enjoy this one. And the discovery of this episode actually coincides with the release of Days of Future Past, the latest X-Men movie still in theaters. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One, there as well and podcast1.com the home of all your favorite podcasts and if you'd like to hear more from me or find more of my projects please check out superfangiovanni.com mahalo and get it on the following program is a podcast1.com production <sighs> Two. welcome with adam carolla and dr drew would you sleep with sick women i may be pregnant but i'm still a man spank the unruly ones it's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you, you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right, the phone number for Love Line, 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number, 310-854. Please, turn that down, Mike. Forty-four fifty-five. Sounds too much like a radio show with that going on in the background. Indeed. Yes, I'm Adam Carolla. That is a good doctor. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. And tonight, our guest is Famke Jansen. Did I screw it up? No, you did not this time. You did really good. Okay. This time. Well, <laughs> we, we were calling her Fromke last <laughs> night, and that was producer Ann's fault. All right. Now, we've had Fomka on the TV show. She, uh, I described her as a burlap sack full of bobcats last night to our listeners. You did? Which is a I good thing. I tuned in. That's uh, a very that's good, a good thing. thing. But I'll, she was a big, tall, cool sip of water is what she is. She's uh, <laughs> six foot. Five eleven. All right. But in, in pumps, you're like eight feet tall, right? Yeah. Just, but I don't wear pumps and, for that uh, reason. Right. Cause you, How many eight feet you know, tall men do you know? Right. Um, why, I don't know any. Why cut the genitalia off your boyfriend by putting on the, uh, the seven-inch stiletto, mm-hmm. stiletto heels? Uh, she's, uh, actually, you're married. Are you not? That's right. What's this, uh, what's this guy do for a living? He's a writer-director. Oh, please. 
But oh, please, what? What's wrong with that? Is he is he successful? Does he work? He's, he's young. He's going to work. No, okay. He's doing his. We're doing his first film together this year. Uh huh. And you're bankrolling it. Oh yeah, of course I am. Look at me. Oh oh, <laughs> he is not worthy. You need four husbands. Uh yeah. You really are. You're the type of woman who uh, one man could never satisfy you emotionally, How do you know that? physically, uh, you sexually. You figured me out in the meanwhile. You just there's just too much of you to go around. <laughs> <laughs> One man would be considered uh, hoarding. Yeah, I know. I need to move to a country where I can actually marry four guys at the well, same you time. Move out to Utah. Wait a minute. No, you can't do that there. All right, but men can have uh, mul- multiple wives. Mm, not right. anymore. We'll move to Utah. Well, that works out. All right. So oh, now we're going to get married too. Is that right? Absolutely. <laughs> and you don't mind sharing me with three other guys? Mm, uh, no, because I'm really good. Only good for once a week. <laughs> Just as long as you're, you're you're good enough to go once a week, I'll be fine. Well, I'll be ready anytime. All right. Sure. That's the beauty so of being a woman. So be three other men. That's fine. <laughs> let, them, let them clean up and fix the, uh, fix the car. You're going to have a houseboy? Yeah, well, one of them can be the houseboy. We need three guys and a houseboy, for Christ's sake. Right, and a mechanic and whatever else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The carpenter, you're, you're going to do the, the yeah. construction. Yeah, so what handy. role are you going to fill in? Exactly? He's the carpenter. I will fill the sex role. The sex once a week and you're Just filling Saturday. in the sex role? <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, it's more of a bit part. <laughs> All right, so uh, Fomka is from Holland, uh, Amsterdam, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, you uh, now, how many languages do you speak? Four. Oh, do you believe this woman? And uh, and and when did you come out uh, to the states? About ten years ago. And uh, did you initially come to model? I did. Mm-hmm. And then I quit because I got really tired of it. Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, the strain. I know. Isn't oh, that rough? Oh, walk down. a lot of money. Let me see. They, people kid and say modeling. Hotels. Yeah, they talk about modeling being hard work and people laugh, but they don't understand. you got to walk all the way to the end of the freaking ramp, turn around That's right. and come and back, back and all the way and back. And change. And then change. I and, know. And sometimes you only have two or three guys helping you change. So, I mean, it's a bitch. <laughs> you know what it's like getting dressed in the morning, don't you, Drew? Yeah, and do that like six times in a row. Oh, during, you know, f- half hour. It's, just, it's really rough. Oh, I yeah. know. I know. And for the, for the pittance, they pay. Oh, nothing. Did, now, what kind of modeling did you do? You do just like nudes. No, I'm just kidding. Any, any new? That's uh, no, nothing like that. It can that. be done tastefully. Yeah, I know. I don't but enjoy no, it, but not it, for me. Thank you. No, no. I, I worked for all the different magazines: Elle magazine, Vogue mm-hmm. magazine, Marie Claire, whatever. You the do the uh, the rampway stuff. The rampway. And the runway. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I came in on a plane. Yeah, I did the runway stuff too. And is there uh, when you walk down the runway of like, let's say you're in uh, Milan or New York or something? Did you see a lot of celebrities uh, right up against the edge there? No, at the time when I was doing it, sort of in the Middle Ages, a long time ago, there wasn't that much celebrities involved with the whole thing. Now it's very, I don't know. It wasn't in vogue back then. Not so much as it is now. What is the allure of these things for your, let's say your Bruce Willis type or or you're just your basic male celebrity? What the hell does he have any interest in sitting by some ramp and looking at some uh, emaciated uh, Amazon woman wearing uh, some tinfoil pasties yeah, well, to that's walk not, up and down not, the thing. Well, because they're just checking out the babes, probably. Adam, and without mm-hmm. the guy going, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't do it well, without that's that. True. Huh? That's true. <laughs> I need the DJ playing the uh, Quiet Riot in the background going, show her you appreciate her, boys. Dip into that wallet. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really a strip club without the DJ and the tipping. And uh, the silicone. All right. Uh, well, let's talk about your career. Yeah. If you don't mind. I don't mind. Let's talk about it. All right. Uh, you have uh, City of Industry coming out. Yes. March 15th? March 14th. 
Harvey Keitel. Timothy Hutton and Stephen Dorff. Uh-huh. And what is this movie about? This movie is about a jewelry heist uh, that the guys commit, and then um, <clears throat> one of them becomes greedy and tries to steal all the money and kills, tries to kill everybody, only ends up uh, killing two of them and misses one. Mm-hmm. And you play? And I play uh, the wife of one of the men who gets killed. Uh, we have two children together. And Who's your husband in this movie? Wade Dominguez. Oh. No, so it's not Keitel Dorf or... Uh, no. No, but no. Keitel comes to me because I'm sort of the only person who can help him track down the killer. Mm-hmm. He's a little short for you. Yeah, yeah, he's about half my size. <laughs> yeah, did they put him up on a crate or something no, when you guys did No, he didn't did mind. Scenes? He was really good about it. He didn't care being shorter than I am, and I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Any nudity in this film at all? Nothing. Really? Nothing. A lot of not uh, coming from me, at least. Really? Mm-hmm. Can I tell Flash's penis oh, again? All the time. No, 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 no. It's no. in his contract no. now. <laughs> no, not him. Just like there's, a, I think there's a scene in the strip club or something. Oh well, all right. Well, so, maybe I will see it. Is there? Yeah, see, uh, is there, there you go. Senseless... I, I knew I had to say that because otherwise Do nobody they, would come. Is there violence? Uh, yeah, there's violence. Oh, okay. All right. Rated it's R. It's a it's a gritty L.A. story. I don't know what the rating is on the movie, but it's you know it's it's. An L.A. story. And Who, uh, it's kind of like a film noir set in, a, you know, it's right. sort of contemporary film noir. Is, uh, who directed it or who wrote John it? John Irvin directed it. From, uh, what else did he do? John Irvin did Hamburger Hill, did A Month by the Lake, did a whole bunch of movies. All right, I He's know English. the Hamburger Hill. Good. Okay. All right. Uh, so it's a nonstop uh, thrill ride of uh, action and nudity. We were arguing wow. last night whether or really? not you were in Anaconda. And it's not she's, she's no, what, I'm she's in not, Deep Rising, which is another creature. She's movie. in the octopus. She's movie. in the octopus, octopus movie. Not the we, snake. we were talking about the Anaconda movie in, in, in relation to that, and the shark, and the Anaconda, and the right. Right. Now, this uh, movie's a Disney movie, the mm-hmm. uh, octopus Hollywood movie. Hollywood pictures. Oh, thank God. Somebody's had the guts to make a movie about a squid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was, uh, what was it, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea came out in like 1964, but nothing. Oh, this is great. So it's a huge octopus. Mm-hmm. Kirk Douglas in this one, too? No, not oh. in this one. <laughs> well, he had a stroke. He's not so dead. good. And uh, All right. Well, wait a minute. Let's just stop for one second. Let me say something. In case people don't recognize uh, Famke by name, Famke, and I, I'm remiss because I skipped right over this, Famke's, uh, I guess, claim to cinematic fame is that she was the uh, femme fatale in The Goldeneye, mm-hmm. the latest uh, James Bond effort with uh, Pierce Brosnan, and you were the one who uh, crushed everybody his skull with, my thighs. Mm-hmm. with your thighs. This is brilliant. I crushed his skull with my thighs? Well, didn't you try to crush him with uh, your yeah, thighs? Yeah, but not his skull. <laughs> oh. What movie were you watching? I'd rented something on Golden yeah. Thighs or something <laughs> over the weekend. <laughs> you tried to crush... You, yes, you like the anaconda. That's probably why we're confused. You yeah, tried to crush I know. Him with it all gets thighs. so confusing. They're it, all very similar, those movies. All right, so head. this is the the uh, person we're talking to. And you, you, uh, you, you're quite soft-looking. In feminine looking in person, but in the movie you played a very sharp edged yeah, woman. Did I look masculine or something? No, you were you're <laughs> you're beautiful, but in a come beat me kind of way, as yeah. opposed to uh, uh, submit to my love way, mm-hmm. which is the way I see you. Right. Okay. That's yeah. That's the way I'm in our marriage. Right. And the way I'm going to see you <laughs> later on. I am. I'm finally embarrassed for you. I really am. <laughs> I'm not. I'm having a good time. Yeah, let's go. No, but I'm much softer in uh, City of Industry. Okay, and we'll we'll talk about City Industry. More important, the Octopus movie, which I'm fascinated by uh, as the night wears on. Drew. Yeah. You want to get to some calls? Yeah. You sure? How about that? Okay. Marcus, twenty. Yeah. Um, my fiance and I have been together about five years, and. We were each other's first, 
and we used to be able to do it like five, six times in a row per day, you know. And we have a son now, and he's two and a half years old. Oh my goodness! And they had, right? they had the child when they were seventeen. Yeah. Well, I was seventeen. I turned eighteen. <sighs> how How old is your wife? She's twenty-one. She just turned twenty-one wow. about three months ago. Wow! One foot in the grave. <laughs> um. Why? Why? Just out of curiosity, why haven't you gotten married before this? Um, well, you know, things came up. We had problems with our parents, and then had a child. Yeah, you oh, know, having a yeah. child. When <laughs> me trying to graduate? Want to get married then? I mean, for goodness sakes! No, uh, re- remember when people went? Uh, hold on a second, Marcus. I want to make fun of your lifestyle. Just one moment. Remember when the joke was when you got pregnant? You know, half the people who got married. It was you had to get married because you got pregnant. Right? I mean, it was just, that was it. You got to marry her now. She's knocked up. You got to do the right thing. You got to marry her. That is completely gone, that pressure. People yeah. don't feel that pressure anymore. No, they don't even relate pregnancy and marriage. No, it's, it's a totally separate thing. We're like, we've had a whole soccer team. We have 19 <laughs> children. Uh, we're thinking about getting engaged. I have a promise ring. <laughs> it's bizarre. I liked it when people were forced into marriages they didn't want to get into. Marcus. All right, so uh, the sex is dried up. Yeah, yeah, it's like um, right afterwards it was, we can do it maybe once a night, and afterwards it hurts her. Well, um, is that seven days a week, once a night? No, it's like like once a week, once a night, you know. Okay, she gets irritation after that. Yeah, Um, the one other thing I've thought of that might be coming in problem is uh, she got the Norplant right after we had that son. can change things. That sure can change. Usually, though, that sort of sustained sex drive. Frankly, uh, it could things could even be worse without it. Yeah. Keep but the Norplant. Yes, keep the Norplant in. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who? How did that happen? I want to. I want to congratulate whoever's idea that. Who was. held her down and forced that Norplant in her arm? Well, you know, we discussed it and we mm. thought that'd be the best. Really? Way because we don't plan on having any kids until at least five years after this one was born. Well, right. there is hope for society, Marcus. <laughs> All right, so uh, is it is it so? It's she complains of physical pain. Yeah. Has she seen the gynecologist since then? No, I've suggested it, but uh, she's not really comfortable. Why? Around doctors like that. Uh, Why? It's, it's just the way she feels when a doctor is looking at her. I mean, anybody. Looking Can you at her. go in there with her and make her feel better? I mean, just you know, sort I, of. Com- I I would, but when like she was having our son or getting ready to. They didn't want me in the room for a while. It was things like that. That's a blessing, Marcus. Yeah, but for this... They, for the, she, or... I was, I was there when my son was born, though. No. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of an exam, I'm sure they would allow you in if it's important for her to feel comfortable. Do they let guys hang out during gynecological exams? If, if it was important to somebody, I think they would. If somebody requested... Right, but uh, high-fiving would be con- considered bad taste. Bad taste. Okay. Uh, Marcus, she's got to get seen. I mean, this is ridiculous. She's got to get what, seen. Drew? Recocula. She, Thank you. She has to get a pap smear every year anyway. She has to. Yeah. Young women die of cervical cancer. That is a common cancer, and it is fatal in young women. That's why you get the pap smear. Okay? And if for nothing else, she's got to go in every year and get that. She also has another problem here that needs to be checked out to see why she's having this irritation. All right, Marcus. As the mother of your child and a possible prospective uh, bride, yep. I think you owe it to her. Is that a bizarre uh, statement? Is this, does this stuff go on in Holland? Oh, yeah. It's the same everywhere in the world, I'm sure. Really? I think. I don't know. Or you were about to move to Holland because you don't want to deal with this anymore. Well, as soon as you left Holland, I decided to stay in the States. <laughs> when you didn't you g- even know me 10 years ago. Um, you know, I played a hunch. 
<laughs> what, uh, do you get back to Holland? <clears throat> About once a year. Family there? Family there. Sisters? Two. Really? Mm-hmm. How old are they? They're right, I'm right in between. We're two years apart, all of us. Uh-huh. I'd take a chance on them, sight unseen. Good. They're I'm, married, both of them. Oh, really? <laughs> but maybe they're, you know, maybe they want to participate in well, some... like I said, once a week. Come on. Okay, once a week. They may be able to fit you in somehow. Yeah. Guy's got to play golf eventually. <laughs> yeah, because you have such a strong genetic hand dealt to you that I'm guessing... Is your mom single? Uh, no. No. Okay. Uh, but you, you, I'm sure you come from a very beautiful, angular mother. Uh, yeah, I actually look very much like my dad. Uh. Really? Yep. All right. A few beers, I'll take a chance on him. <laughs> what about your sisters? Do they look like you? Uh, no, we're very different. Looking. Oh, what a cruel They're and horrible face. They're blonde, blue-eyed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, see, now you're interested. But they look good, right? They look very good. Wow. All right. Me and my sister look nothing alike. Phew. She's elated. Yeah. Scott, 17, you're on Loveline. Yeah. Well, like, lately I've been, I got, like, a long thumbnail and a pinky nail, and I've been, like, slicing my, uh arms and my stomach with it cutting on yourself with with yourself huh yeah have you ever cut on yourself before um not really what's been going on lately i i don't know i just did it and i well people that do that usually are not trying to hurt themselves they're not trying to harm themselves they're not trying to kill themselves anything like that they are just sort of seeking some sort of emotional release and it's a sign that you're pretty disturbed i mean something's really bugging i'm you. going with abuse yeah scott yeah. Anyone abuse you in any way when you were younger? No. Nothing. Nothing. How old are you? I got arrested a he's few 17. times. No, he's seventeen. My dad like hit me after that. That would be considered abuse. No, he got arrested, so dad whacked him once. Well, be that as it may, I, I mean, Scott, what I was going to go for, if Adam would give me a chance to place my bet, um, was depression. I mean, at the very least, you're you're depressed right now. Are you doing drugs too? Um, pot. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's, it's a sign that something you need some help. Something needs to be done. All right, what should he do? Uh, see a doctor. See, a, see your family doctor. If you have a school counselor, somebody to get you to <clears> some help because you don't have to be this miserable. Because, I mean, I don't see it as a really a problem. My parents, they just saw it, and they just kind of flipped out. Well, you're not happy, though, are you, Scott? Well, I don't feel like a, anything's bothering me, really, but... But jovial people don't cut on themselves with their hangnails. You know what I'm saying? Do you have friends? Yeah. You have a girlfriend? No. Uh, do you? Uh, are you doing okay in school? Nah, I'm doing okay. Do you go to school? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are you a senior? No, a junior. Uh-huh. You, uh huh. You you planning on going to college? I'm not sure yet. All right. Uh, so you're bored at worst uh, or at best well, and depressed most likely. The most common manifestation of depression in a teenager: boredom. That's really? the most common expression of depression. All right, so what Teenagers we, don't experience depression the same way adults do. They, don't, they, don't, they aren't connected with their feelings in the same way. And yeah, I don't remember being depressed as a kid, but I do remember being bored. And not happy. Right. Or anxious or kind of, you know, un, un, you know just not, not happy. Right. Now I'm, I'm, I'm anxious, unhappy, and bored, but I'm too lazy to <laughs> cut on myself. I'm like, yeah, I think I'll cut on myself. And then I go, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Sc- Scott. All right, so you need to get yourself involved with life, don't you? I mean, you need some activities. you got to find your muse. You know what I mean? Find something you're into. Music, snowboarding, sports, whatever. Find a girlfriend. Get out there. Participate a little. And, and don't get, give yourself so much downtime in which uh, to cut on yourself. Huh? And get some help if you can. Through yeah. with the uh, classic head nod. 
a, a, uh, a radio um, device that he has pioneered. Nobody before drew <laughs> in radio, in the annals of radio, did the head nod. It's very effective. He's honed it. Mm-hmm. It is great radio. Alicia, 20. Hi. Hey. Um, my question, problem, whatever, is for anybody who there can answer it. Um, for some reason, either I was born with it like this or I was. it just happened. My hymen is kind of still intact in some way. And I don't know, it's like when I, like, use, when I menstruate and I use tampons, it'll get stuck coming when I try to pull it out. It got hung up on something. Yeah, no, it's um, basically I went to a gynecologist when I was in high school to get birth control pills, and she noticed it. Yeah. And it, it's like it's still connected to my uterus or whatever it is it was first connected to, or I don't know. Exactly. What is the hymen originally connected to? <laughs> the wall of the vagina. But let, let me... Inside, basically. You know yeah. What I mean. uh, Fomka, hymen gone? Huh? <laughs> I sure hope so. Really? Because I'm only marrying a pure woman. Okay. Good. You should. <laughs> all right. Well, they have they have restoration surgery. We yeah, look we can always do that, but I think it's all. It's, all a, it's a technicality. They yeah, also it's, have, it's no big deal. Really, don't worry about okay. it. Okay. They also have ways of opening things back up or removing them if there's something they're obstructing. What would they do? Did the gynecologist suggest anything? Um, she really she's like, well, is this bothering you? And I was just like, well, not really, but uh, uh. I don't know. I mean, it's just sometimes I have... It, the only hard part that bothers me is when, you know, when me and my boyfriend have intercourse sometimes, it, you know, it gets... It's, hey, I have problems trying to get in, you know, but, you know. Really? Yeah. All right. So there's something that needs to be removed. Now, let me ask you this, Drew. Could, I, I, could, it, could, could there be some scar tissue or something that builds up after a certain amount of agitation and whatnot? Mm, it's probably that, that the original membrane was too thick. It's, it's, it just sort of was overgrown relative to normal, and there's some remnant there that needs to be removed. Mm. My All right. basic question was, how the heck did it happen? <laughs> um, I mean, bad genetics. Not bad genetics, but just just a little. <laughs> it's just some some peculiarity of your anatomy. Not nothing. It's not associated with anything that you have to worry about that I'm aware of. Okay. All right. Okay. So the so the answer is, if if it bothers you or it bothers your boyfriend or it bothers the both of you too much, then you should look into getting a hymenectomy. Hymenoscopy, sorry. Hymenectomy. Where they, where they actually will go in, I guess, with some uh, scalpel and cut it away. Maybe a laser these days. Maybe. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm sure with today's technology, this is a per- fairly simple device. I would think so. As a matter of fact, I think I could do it. I, I don't know what. I the wouldn't procedure. suggest that. No. No. I, I don't know what the procedure would be, but I, I, it sounds <laughs> like something fairly simple. <laughs> okay. Now, well, what's uh, ectopy and, o- and oscopy? Ectomy means removal. Oscopy means looking with a scope. Aha. Uh-huh. I think I can do both of those. Otomies make a hole in. Otomies a hole? All right. Otomie out of you. All right. Uh, Drew, you want to take one more call? Why don't you sell the hell out of the next call and uh, ignite the listeners, please? (laughs) Please. It's only you can, Drew. When is Ivan, when is the right time to let down his sensitive girlfriend? He wants to break up with her. Oh, that's riveting. Fascinating. All right, Prosper.com, you guys. You can get up to $35,000 to cover anything you need. It's pay off high credit cards, start a business home improvement, 
college education, you know, it's never been easier. Go online, answer a few questions there, and see your low fixed rate in seconds. These microloans, awesome online. They are creating a niche that I think people will like to be a part of, frankly. Money hits the account within a few days, as little as three, perhaps. Prosper is the fastest-growing peer-to-peer lender. They facilitated over $1 billion in loans. This is a revolutionary platform that connects people looking to borrow money with those who have money to invest. It kind of, it's kind of like the, uh, so many other things on the Internet. It's creating – there's a need. It matches people with that need. There's no outrageous fees, no raising interest rates. Never have to set foot in a bank, which I don't know why anybody has to ever go in a bank or a post office anymore. Just go to Prosper, P-R-O-S-P-E-R, Prosper.com slash Adam. Check your rate. You'll be able to check your rate instantly there without affecting a credit score. And for a limited time, Prosper is offering Adam Carolla listeners a $50 Visa prepaid gift card when you get a loan. Okay, $50 for just going there, getting the loan, up to $35,000 Great rates. Go to prosper.com slash Adam. Up to $35,000 in just three days and a $50 card gift card. Go to prosper.com slash Adam. Other restrictions apply. See site for detail. Gift card is issued by Center State Bank of Florida, pursuant to license from Visa USA, Inc. All personal loans are made by Web Bank, a Utah chartered industrial bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hey, have you ever been screwed over in a sketchy business deal? Yes, indeed. Then you need to listen to Clark Howard, the nation's most effective consumer advocate. Hi, it's Clark Howard. You can hear my ways for you to save big money. And you know that's my mission, to help you save more, spend less, and help you avoid ripoffs. Every day, thousands of people get the inside scoop on how to get their money's worth every time they buy. And you can, too, by checking out his podcast anytime, day or night at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Hi, it's Adam Carolla and uh, Dr. Drew, the board-certified one. And uh, Famka Jansen is here tonight. Uh, Famka is yes. a uh, big, long, uh, leggy, uh, Amsterdamian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what color are those on. eyes? Brown. Brown-eyed. Uh, hazel. Yes. Uh, they, they cut right uh, to a man's soul, those uh, <laughs> hazel eyes of hers. Uh, City of Industry is the movie that uh, she has coming out. And she's yes. got a whole bunch of stuff coming out, but yep. uh, we'll go in order. Mm-hmm. City of Industry, that's uh, Harvey Keitel and uh, Dorf and uh, Dal- Dutton. Hutton. <laughs> Hutton. <sighs> and that's March 14th. March 14th. And it's about a big heist and there's uh, gunfire. Yeah, but not coming from me this time. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not you, shooting any guns. You don't draw the gun, you don't drop no. the pants. No. And okay. you're not going to see it. No, I will because there's a, <laughs> there is a scene at a, a nudie bar, right? Yeah. And there not is. with me. That's okay. Okay. I'm just letting you know. Let me tell you, when I'm watching the scene at the nudie mm-hmm. bar, I will superimpose your face onto whoever's oh, dancing. Oh, good. Everyone in the you... bar, even oh. the bouncer. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, you don't know me. I may try. Drew? Yeah. Welcome back. All right. Uh, you know her. And what would you do before uh, GoldenEye? A movie called Lord of Illusions. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Like, you know what I'm talking no, about. No, I don't go in for all that sorcery BS, but uh, th- this was a... This was a, a uh, movie about a magician and right. all sorts Who of... Who kills people? Supernatural. No. There's no there's no, no killing involved? There's killing involved, but not from the magician. Uh-huh. It's from the, the guy... There's some guy who's running a, a sort of a... a uh, uh, Bakery? Yeah, no. <laughs> what he's running? What's he running? 
something. Yeah. A cult. Oh, a cult. He's the, oh. the head of a cult. Cult bakery, you know. And, uh, and and he uses his sorcery powers. No, he. I as a little <laughs> no, forget it. You're all off. All right, but you can rent it. You can rent it. That's right. Do you have some kind of special I have, outfit I, my, you wear or something? Many. Oh, okay. But, all right, um, it's a rental. My first movie came. I did six years ago. Which was? It was Fathers and Sons. Uh, who's in that? Jeff Goldblum, Samuel Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah. Big guys. Big guys. Small movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that also uh, out on video? On video. I'm sure it is. So, mm-hmm. uh, so Fathers and Sons. My very performance ever. And uh, Lord of Illusions. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you go right to Goldeneye. Yeah. And that's uh, out now too, right? Yep, on video. All right. So uh, rent Fomka tonight. I know I will. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, you know what he does? <laughs> he goes out on these video junkets. Well, all right. Let's be fair. Uh, Fomka, if you had a movie where you were naked in a good portion of it, uh, I would go out and get it tonight. Right. If, well, he, if he had to, I don't s- have one. to fly around the globe. He would do it while the memory mm. of you is still fresh. Good. While the uh, well, scent of you was there's no movie like that. But. Right. Right. Except for the one your husband has. <laughs> See if we can get that off him. <laughs> Ivan. Yes. Seventeen. Don't ever film yourself having sex. All right. No, I I've learned my lesson from all the people before me who've yes. done that. Right. I got into trouble. But you don't mind a mirror around, do you? No, I don't mind a mirror. Do you? No, I love a mirror. You know, good. I really do. It's like I love to look at it every once in a while. I go, hey, guess who's getting laid? <laughs> I will high five myself and break the glass. <laughs> Ivan. Yeah. Hey. Ah, uh, you guys are awesome, Adam. You make the entire show. Well, oh, um, thank you. Oh, and I want to say Framka, is it? No, Framka. Yeah, that's what he There's said. There's no R. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, you're gorgeous. Thank yes. You. Um, I have a kind of a big problem, um, which probably will seem kind of normal to you guys. Um, I have a very sensitive girlfriend who is, um, it, I'm basically her first, first boyfriend, and we've been dating about three months, and it's just kind of been going downhill, but she hasn't been able to see that. What does very sensitive mean? Um, she... I don't know. She just kind of fell really hard. Like fell. She always constantly says she's in love with me and is always doing little things for me, like oh sending me little things in the mail or through school and things like that. Huh. And it's kind of smothering, and I'm afraid of commitment, basically. Huh. And I want to let her down because it's it's it. The more she does, the more annoying it gets. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to do it because I don't want to, you know, emotionally scar or anything. Because don't you kind of get that way from your first actual uh, not love, but your first. Yeah, but, you know, everybody has to go through it. It's like saying, uh, is being circumcised emotionally scarring? Uh, possibly, but so everyone's emotionally scarred, we'll all start at the same place. Okay. You, and you, you're going to have to do it sooner or later, so you may as well do it now before she gets really attacked. Yeah, because you're digging in. Have you slept with her? No. You haven't? No. Uh, then it's then it's a slam dunk. Okay, but there's another some, another little catch to that. Um, we are both in a play, which goes on for another two weeks. So I basically work with her every night from six to ten. Are you and, um, are you Tevia? <laughs> Which right. one's Tevia? What? What play is it? It's uh, called On the Night of January the Sixteenth. Mm-hmm. This is a, an original play. No, it's um, by Annie something, but um, it's like really old and it's a courtroom drama. All right. And things like that. How important is your part? Um, very important to the story. I come in at the very end. And he I plays the uh, judge's gavel. What? You you, uh, you play a lawyer or something? No, I actually I play a hitman. Oh, okay. Yeah, who comes in at the end and uh, explains the whole murder thing. All right. Maybe you shouldn't 
come in at the end. <laughs> or maybe you should maybe you should begin laying the groundwork for the letdown in two weeks. I mean, yeah. two weeks are not going to make that big a difference. Okay. But right. two, six months might. Here's what I would do. Do you have a nice little uh, soliloquy at the end or something? Yeah. Yeah, you go on for a little bit. I would work the breakup into that. Okay. <laughs> I would go totally off script <laughs> and work toward her and just work in totally different dialogue as <laughs> and work the breakup in. That way it's, uh, it's art and it's a breakup. So should I be doing that on opening night? Or no, on- no, no. You should be doing it after it closes. All right. All right. No, just say you're busy. And, but you she, know, but she needs to know. The, the, the most important thing for her to know is the truth. Yeah. That's, that's what you're going to save her. That, that's what's going to let her down. Is the and truth. Is, it, is it normal? I mean, is it better to have like a clean break where you just say yes? Yes. 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 It oh, is yes. It's torture to do anything other. I'm very mature. I'll fake an injury sometimes to get out of a relationship or say I'm gay. But uh, they have not had sex yet, and that is the key thing. Yeah. That's what makes it workable. Mm-hmm. If, if, you know, people, young people wonder, why shouldn't I have sex with somebody? Well, that's why. If the relationship doesn't work out, the feelings and the connections are not nearly as intense. Right. And you can get out of relationships and get on to ones that are more productive without a lot of scarring. Right. Billy. Yeah. Hey, you're 31. Hey. Oh, sure. Date me. Uh, yeah, I listened to Loveline on KNRK in Portland, Oregon. Uh, the reason I called tonight, uh, recently I heard he had a young gay guy call, and, like, he was really lost. And, you, well, you guys are a couple of breeders, so you really didn't know what to say to him. Last night? Yeah, last night. I like to think of myself as a uh, whacker more than a breeder, but all right. Okay, close enough. Uh, you know, uh, first what I'd like to say, you know, to, to any young gay man out there, um, protect yourself. There's there are some really scary diseases, not just AIDS. There's lots of things out there. Hepatitis. Uh, excuse me. Hepatitis. Hepatitis. Yeah, yeah. Perfect example. Uh, the second thing is there. You know, there really are. There are a lot of fag bashers out there. There are some people who, if they think you're gay, are going to want to hurt you. You really need to protect yourself. Well, how do you suggest and, uh, a young gay male protects himself okay, these days? Um. Well, I. I'm getting to that. Um, first, I'd like what, some of the people you may you may have to protect yourself are from your own family. Last night, the the kid who called said that his grandparents were Jehovah's Witness. Right. <laughs> That's really scary, you know. And I got to tell you, I I had to deal with that myself when I first came out. You know, I thought that my family was going to think I was just the black sheep, and in fact, I did. I had a fist fight with my stepfather. Uh, but on the other really? hand, my real dad and my brothers, just you know, they really don't matter. What's your stepdad care if you're gay? Yeah, yeah, it was no big deal. Um, oh, well, why'd you have a fist fight with him? I mean, um, uh, my step-parents are like, hey, hey go uh, go blow the neighborhood. <laughs> Best uh, of luck to you, son. You know, i it's really not sure. I kind of think that my being gay was a threat to his masculinity, and so he had to prove that he was more macho than me. I was going to beat the gay out of him. Okay, um, how wow. to protect yourself. Use condoms. Don't let another man put his sperm inside your body. That's always, uh, you know, it says that right at the foot of my bed, Billy. Okay. I wake up every morning and I slap that. Like the uh, Notre Dame football players when they're leaving the locker room, they slap that, like just win baby or whatever it is. That's what I do before I leave the house. Never let another man's sperm enter your body. Okay, well, but if you are gay and you like men, there are lots of other ways to have fun. <clears throat> um, Such as? The second, uh, well, I don't need to be explicit. Sure you do. You mean without without the sperm entrance? Oh, well, certainly. I mean... They're just touching each other, or um, yeah, but that's going to lead to the entry of the sperm. Uh, Let me get take a brochure. Call call your local your local aides. No, uh, Billy, we want Billy. We want Billy. 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 Hey, 
Shut up. Yeah, okay. We want your take on this. Okay. What um, are some things uh, gay, young gay men can do that don't involve sperm? Okay. Um, well, they can beat off together. Oh, all right. Um, well. One of my favorite things is like... <laughs> hmm. Uh, okay, well, for a man to, like... What is one of your favorite things, Sit really? on my lap so his balls rest against my balls and put both of our dicks in one hand and beat off together. Oh, really? And that is perfectly safe and very exciting. And in which way is he facing? Um, facing me so we can look at each other. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. That's just one example. Yeah, but you one know, penis... Creative, hold on. One fun. penis is so much higher than the other. Wiggle around, really it won't matter. Hey, really? One hand will do it, huh? Uh, one, two, uh, however much you got, baby. That would be like, uh, where does my penis end and where does his begin, and whose nuts are these anyway? I love schlong. <laughs> all right, thank you for that, engineer mine. Uh, all right, so there's plenty of things a young gay man can do uh, without the ingestion of sperm. But I would say this, and we have, uh, would you tell us, uh, being from... Holland, uh, Famke. You're going to ask my <clears throat> advice here about no. I just want to know about the the mores of the society. Yeah. See here, I would say to a 16 year old guy who thinks he's gay, mm-hmm. keep it under the hat. Don't tell your folks. Don't tell the kids at school because they're going to make fun of you, and they might ostracize you, and they might hurt you. Yeah, you would say that. I would if you're is 15, 16. Hey, if you're 25 and you're gay, I'd say, look, come mm-hmm. clean with your parents. But if you're 15. Your yeah, parents so they may have throw to live you... with them? They have to live with that secret but, yeah, but, all by but themselves. We, but I, I don't think, know I that think, you would want to... I think we would also tell them to you know, wear their hair like everybody else, too, if they, if they don't want to be beat up on by their peers. I'll right. give you I mean, something that's analogous. Peer, young people are cruel to one another. No, like, I, I know. Yeah, I'd I... love to change that, but we can't change that. No. And, but and, I don't know that I would, I would really suggest that to somebody. I would always say, just be yourself. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that are going to get... Who are, whose parents aren't tolerant. Who, mm-hmm. who, if they admit what they are to their parents at the age of 15 or 16, uh, they might throw them out of the house. I, I know, but I would still think that it creates a lot of frustration, but, but depression, they, but, and but a they, lot of different but, things. But they, anger. Can wait, they can wait three years, and then they will be. Let me give you something that's analogous. And then, and then, and then they yeah, can well, that themselves. all sounds very reasonable it, now, but could you have done that when you were 16? Well, certainly. I was the guy who was having myself in the shower three days a week with the, with the water, three, days, three times a day, <laughs> with, the, uh, you know, with the shower running for 20 minutes. It's just so they didn't know what was going on. You, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, okay, but that's not you didn't you didn't come out to your folks and say, "Hey, guess who just had sex?" Or, no, uh, boy, no, no, did no, I no, masturbate no, no, the no. other night? So why no, do they need to know? It's kind of a big deal, I think, when people are coming out when they're no longer when when all of a sudden they just you know they've discovered that they're gay and they want to share that with the world or no, their but parents we're, we're not, or somebody. But, but the, I'm not sure. We, we definitely don't have expertise on this. We probably I am an expert. All right, you're an expert on everything, but but we're not saying don't come out. We're mm-hmm. saying don't Wait. don't rush to come right. out. If if you feel very uncomfortable and you feel like your peers aren't going to understand it and you might lose some friends, it, it may not be worth losing those friends at that delicate time in your life when there's not mm-hmm. a lot of opportunity to make new friends. If you're in college or something, you meet a new group of people, big deal. Here is but, the analogy. You are a Jew. It is 1939. You're living in Germany. Mm-hmm. You do not parade around 
telling everybody, you know, the big Mogan David on you, saying how Jewish you are because you may get killed. Yeah, but we don't really live in those times anymore, and I I, think that high schools are very different now. No. Young people are still very cruel to one another. I think people are very cruel, but I just think, I don't know that you should be hiding all all your differences, and you you should try to become like everybody else. I agree that you shouldn't It's got to start somewhere where you just become your own person. I think we totally agree with you, but if we were talking to one person Mm -hmm. who was saying, gee, I'm, you know, I'm 16, I'm kind of depressed, and I'm just recognizing I think, what am I going to do? I'm afraid my parents will reject me. I'm afraid my well, sister I will reject me. Well, I think that's fine if they have somebody to talk to, but they need to have somebody, to, so they need to go into therapy or whatever it is. Or tell somebody. They need, yeah, they okay. need to tell right. somebody. We I think you, you can't live with... We agree with that. And also, they don't know. They're all new feelings. They don't know yes. if it's normal. They yes. don't know, you know, they need other people I, to talk right, hold, to. Hold, 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 wait, hang on a second. Wait, our advice usually is... Wait, wait, listen. Our advice usually is to go to a gay and lesbian youth center, which most cities, most urban centers have. But not necessarily to stand up at Thanksgiving dinner yet and and announce things until you really develop the support necessary to deal with the consequences of that. All right. Can we go to a commercial? All right. All right, now listen. Drew, stop badgering the guest. You see what you, you're getting her all <laughs> agitated, and you're sucking the sex right out of the room. <laughs> Enough gay talk. Let's talk about heterosexual love. Let's talk about uh, putting the penis where it belongs. Easy. All right. Uh, when we come back, uh, more Fomka and uh, more homosexual chatter. I'll be right back after we kill the singer. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Hey, I want to take a minute to bring up Amazon, who has been a great supporter of Loveline, our podcast, and uh, which used to be behind a paywall, and now we have sponsors, and the way we were able to remove that paywall was with those sponsors and now with Amazon click-throughs. Amazon gives Loveline a small commission each and every time you buy something with our affiliate program, provide you click-through on the Amazon banner on our website. Buy exactly what your loved ones want and have it shipped directly to your home. No hassle, no stress, no lines. Just go to Podcast One, go to the Loveline landing page, click the Amazon banner, or go to lovelineshow.com and click on the Amazon banner there. Everything you purchase from that link will help keep the wind and the sail of this production and this podcast, both Loveline and Mike and Drew, and everything in Podcast One needs a taste to stay afloat. Keep the podcast free. If you bookmark the page, you'll be able to skip the stages and support the podcast by buying what you are already planning on purchasing. So go ahead and bookmark the page right through that banner. But right now, back to the show. Loveline. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number. Screw all of you. We never get any good faxes. Do we? We never see them, even if they are being received. What's going Anne, on with Anne that, Anne? Anne is the screen. Oh, Anne's on the phone. Through which no one penetrates. Anne is the uh, hymen of faxes. Uh, where are all those faxes? Do we ever get any faxes? Are any of them good? What's going they're, on they're with the go faxes? Are the they all bad? All I, right. think, I think people need to understand that faxes need to be about four <laughs> sentences. Right. To be, to be useful on the radio. They can't be big, long stories, unfortunately. All right. And, uh, Drew, why don't you give out the uh, email address followed by the mailing address because a lot of people want those uh, elusive autograph pictures of ours. Those don't exist anymore, do they? Oh, they don't? And? 
All right. Oh, well, LUV191 at AOL.com is the email address. LUV191. And the mailing address. It's Loveline and Wilkins, P.O. Box 4345, Hollywood, California, 90078. All right. And our guest tonight is Famke Jansen. Now, Famke was, uh, you know her from Goldeneye and uh, Lord of Illusions, uh, about a, a possessed bakery, <laughs> and uh, this other movie, and uh, City of Industry. This other movie. Oh, right. That one with Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Uh, fathers and Sons. Fathers and Sons. And uh, City of Industry is uh, the latest effort. It will mm-hmm. be coming out uh, March 14th. And, and I'm, is this kind of, you look at this as sort of your big, well, I mean, obviously, to be in a James Bond film is a huge breakthrough, but mm-hmm. you're sort of playing a caricature in a way. I mean, yeah. you're playing like a comic book so character. So I'm hoping to uh, show people that I can do something else in this movie, City of Industry. Right. And you have a nice, big, juicy part. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you, you mentioned you had two sisters. Mm-hmm. What are their names? <laughs> Mario Lane. Huh? Oh, see. <laughs> We're Dutch. Mary we Lane? Have funny names. And Antoinette. Oh, Antoinette. Yeah, you can handle well, that There's a name. One. I'll take mm-hmm. her. She's the older one. I'll take And Mar- she, she has a kid, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Is, uh, what about Mary Lane? No, no, no children. No children? Mm-hmm. All right, I'll take her. Okay. She's probably in better shape, right? I'll call her up tonight and yeah, see, see how do. she feels about it. Yeah. I'll see if I can put it in a good I, I can't figure in the time difference, but I should be there around Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll let her know. All right. Uh, tell her to plant some bulbs. I'm coming out. <laughs> John, 40, you're on Love Line. Hello. Hey. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I've been married about 19 years, and uh, uh, I've noticed that lately my sex drive has been increasing while my wife's has been diminishing. Uh you know, I I don't I don't know. Is there is this normal? <laughs> um, uh, you guys have kids? Oh yeah, we have two of them. When was the last child born? Oh, uh, about nine years ago, nine and a half years ago. Okay, and how long? Over what period of time has her sex drive been going down? Uh, well, we've gone from um, no over three what times a day to over, about once a day. Over, over what period of time? Uh, just in the last year. Year. Oh yeah, once a day every day. Yeah. Really? Sometimes twice. Huh? Sometimes twice. So you good day twice. All right. So you're averaging ten times a week. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. All right, uh, John. Yeah. Now I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> what a what a situation. His uh, sex life has diminished only ten ten romps a week. Now that that doesn't sound that might sound all right, but that's only forty times a month or so. Are you jealous? Does he work? <laughs> what can you possibly do and have sex uh, that often? He must, he must maybe, be nailing her at work. Maybe she's starting to work. That's the problem. John. Yeah. Now what is it that you do for a living? Well, I I own I own a, I own a business. I own a print shop. Uh huh. Yeah. And do you ever uh, bring her over there and like uh, bend her over one of those copying machines? Uh. <laughs> you know you do. No, no, no. What I see, well, I you know what the code early. word is. Uh, very early. <clears throat> check the toner, the baby. And then I work a couple hours, and then I go home, and we, you know, go for it uh, once or twice, and uh, and then I go back into work. And then, uh, you know, if I'm lucky, I'll uh, we'll go for it that night when I get off. All right, that's plenty enough, John. You think so? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you, you see, I, there, there's there's times I like to do a lot more. I understand because you're compulsive and your uh, your your life is empty. But no, oh, no my life yes, is it empty. is. Uh, listen, ten times a week is enough. You think so? Absolutely. Famka, 10 you, times a you week? Think that's okay yeah, but um, I, I just wonder about her, if, you know, 
is she uh-huh. still into you and everything? Nothing has changed in that respect. Uh-huh. No, what, no we're, we're deeply in love. No, right. Well, okay. but just check it out. I mean, End what Fox is telling you is if, if a woman is losing interest, it's usually not a mechanical issue. It's no. off, It could be a medical issue, and it's always worthy of looking into that. Right, but, but, but it's more likely to be an emotional, emotional issue. Whether, whether or not it's something interpersonal, something between the two of you, mm-hmm. or maybe something in herself. She's getting depressed. I don't know if she's doing drugs right, or medication. Hold on a second. Drew. Does she have a job now? <laughs> is she tired? <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot <laughs> of she things. Walk? Hey, listen, 45 times a month is not being cut off. No. No. It yeah. seems like there's a healthy... Yes. Sexual relationship going on yes. there. Yes. Uh, you, do you have a nice uh, physical relationship with Very that, nice. uh, the spindly husband of yours? <laughs> well, but I seem to detect some problems in yours. Well, the uh, listen, I know how these guys work. They, they're, they're these artiste types, right? He's got the goatee, <laughs> right? No, the wrong. long hair. No, oh. wrong. He's brooding all the oh, time, constantly no. brooding, brooding. <laughs> You couldn't be more wrong. You're taller than he is, though, aren't no, you? No, he's 6'5". Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Now he's really bummed. Yeah. But a real bean pole, right? No. <laughs> no <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, you got some faxes. No, they're terrible. This is why we don't read oh. them. Kim, 17. Yeah, hi. Hey. Oh, What's up? Um, well, I recently had a yeast infection, mm-hmm. and, um, well, it was cured, supposedly, because I took medicine for it. What'd you take? Diflucan, something like that? Um... I'm not sure exactly what it's called. It was a pill. One of them is, yeah, one of them is Flexalin or something. Flagyl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, well, I took the pill, a pill and the cream. Okay. So, yeah, and that was like a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And now I have like a different kind of discharge, but it's still a discharge. Are you sexually active? No. You, so you haven't had sex in the last, say, year? No. Okay. And what's the nature of this discharge? Well, it's um, yellowish, and it's kind of runny. It smells kind of like vinegary, I guess. I don't know. And how long ago did you use the creams? Excuse me? How long ago did you use the cream? Um, like a week. A week ago. And I wish you need to tell me what the pill is you took. Did you take one pill, and that's it? No, it was like continuously so for like six days. Was it flagyl? Yeah, it was. Flagyl. Well, a flagyl plus the creams usually takes care of most yeast infections. Right, I'm, I, I'm punching her out. Keep talking that, yeah. that she's standing too close to, like, the bug zapper or something. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, she needs to get back to her doctor and get reexamined. I, it, it, may ju- it may be nothing. It may be just some residual of the, of the cream she put in. Maybe she's getting rid of her period. And it's just sort of creating a funny discharge. But uh, she's been more than adequately treated for most vaginal infections mm. for somebody who's not sexually active. All right. Uh, Famka. Yeah. Uh, the husband, 6'5". Oh, we're back to that topic. <laughs> you're stuck there. He's perseverating the rest of the yeah. night. But you have no children, right? No. But you are going to have children eventually, right? One day. And Some you, day. and I'm calling you six foot. Okay? Yeah, I know you do. But I'd like to call myself 5'11 to not scare off the entire Hollywood industry. What do they care? They care because they don't like to, men don't like to look short. Oh, those Hollywood. little insecure nimrods. That's right. You know, I'm a healthy six too. Good. I'm very happy. And, and what, is, what is your question about the kids? Six, five, and yeah, pumps, what, what, I might add. Uh, I'm just saying, you guys are going to have super uh, Aryan children. Yeah, we're going to have basketball players, probably. Yes. Big, uh, big, striking, uh, talented uh, artiste for children. <laughs> Brooding. All right. All right. Big brooders. <laughs> you know this guy broods. No, he does not brood. Right. I do much more of the brooding than but he does. But does. does he make any money? Does he make money? Yeah, he makes money. 
He used to work for the New York Times. Oh, okay. And he just quit the job to go. Wait, he had a route, movies. or did he actually write for the paper? What? Did he no, do? he worked for uh, the guy who covers Hollywood. All right, so he was just uh, the guy like uh, helped with the cameras. Uh, I mean, he was the kind ca- of a lackey. Camera. Right? He didn't actually <laughs> have no a job. There's no camera involved. It's writing. Was he an intern, or did he uh, did he work there? He worked there. Okay. He had a good job. All right. All right. You are really a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Yeah, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, your name's Franca? Or <laughs> how do you say your name? Famka. Famka. Okay. Uh, as far as what you said about, uh, you know, going into school and just saying, hey, I'm gay. If I were to do something like that, I'll get my ass kicked. All right. Okay. Well, what school might you go into at age 20? Um, like welding school or something? Well, I... I'm talking about high school. Oh, right. Which was three years ago. Well, a year ago. I graduated when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's a question that I have. Um, I guess what I would like to learn about is the G-spot, what exactly it does. This is a very, uh, very good topic to get into. Really? Oh. Yes. Uh, he's going to drag you into this. No, oh, but, uh, listen. Matt. <laughs> yeah. Matt, we got to go to break. Okay. I, I'm going to be on the phone in a few minutes. You want me to answer right now? You don't know anything about any G-spot. All right. I, I'm going to leave you uh, uncovered. No, no, no. Please go ahead man, and, and say man. something before I get... No, listen. We will have a frank, earnest, and open discussion. And, oh, great. And we'll make it as uh, sterile, hom- homogenized, and non-sexual as possible. I don't think that's possible. No, it isn't. You're right. <laughs> All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Loveline will be right back to deal with inflamed, sensitive areas. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com. Find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time. Save money and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. All righty. The show's love line. Famke Jansen is... Uh just slithered into the studio. Dr. Drew is still uh, working feverishly on the phone, trying to cure America, and we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Uh, <laughs> phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310 
854-4455. I'm Adam. That is Drew, who is not in the studio right now. He's on the phone. And our guest is Famke Jansen. City of Industry is the name of the movie. March 14th is the uh, date of date. release. Mm-hmm. It has Harvey Keitel. You can never go wrong with a Harvey Keitel movie. No. It has uh, Tim Hutton. Well, you can go wrong with a Tim Hutton movie on occasion. And a Stephen Dorff, who is a very hot, up-and-coming uh, young actor. Mm-hmm. So um, how can you miss? And me. And you. And Famke. And That's it's, right. uh, it's a very compelling story. There's something stolen and someone tries to get it back. Yeah, something like that. Lots of jewels. and uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a heist movie. It's a heist movie. Good. All right. And uh, also uh, look for Famke in uh, Deep Rising. It's a uh, snuff film that was made in Tijuana. And it should be released. No, it's, uh, no, it's a it's movie a... about a giant octopus. That's right. It's an entirely different thing. And, and then a... RPM's coming up, and I'm shooting the gingerbread man right now. Right. Robert That's Altman. a Robert Altman mm-hmm. movie. Movie, And uh, I, I don't know if everyone knows who Robert Altman is, but as an actor, mm-hmm. uh, you know you've arrived when you're in a Robert well, Altman yeah. movie. Yeah, that's what everybody wants to do, is be in a Robert Altman movie, and he's fantastic. All right, he's and uh, let's talk about the Octopus movie for a second. Okay. Who's in that? Did you say Treat Williams? Treat Williams and Kevin J. O'Connor. And Kevin and I worked together on Lord of Illusions. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He was the bakery owner? It was sort of. <laughs> no, he was the magician. And uh, and uh, you guys are in a sub or something? Uh, we're on a cruise ship. Ah, oh, this is yeah, good. Yeah, this is very good. Um, mm-hmm. Honey, uh, like a honeymoon type thing? No. 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 We're all there for different reasons, and none of them are really good. I'm trying to steal some jewels. Really? Jewels. There's a theme going on here, I just realized. But I have nothing to do with the jewelry heist in City of Industry. Oh, Okay. Uh, so you're on a big cruise ship, like a big yeah. cruise ship, like a princess liner? Like a huge cruise ship. Okay. And uh, there you are going to some port of call somewhere. Yeah. And uh, what happens? And um, the the ship gets infested by some uh, a huge, gigantic creature, and we don't know what it is, but people are killed constantly. The octopus actually comes into the boat? He creeps in between, like, the cracks and whatever, and uh, different tentacles end up in different places and kill people. Really? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> this sounds like a winner, doesn't it? Yes. And uh, and, and uh, do you get killed eventually? By no, I don't. You don't? Mm-mm. Do you ever get grabbed by one of the big... Uh, no, uh, I actually don't either. What the hell? What do they need you for? You don't get killed by a thing? You don't get grabbed by it? No, I'm just the babe in the movie. Oh, all right. No, no, no. no. It's just uh, I shoot at it at some point, but no, a uh, treat gets picked up by one of the tentacles, but not me. Uh, now, how big is this thing? It's really big, and I've never seen it. Why not? Because it's all going to be done afterwards. Oh, like a blue effects. screen or something? Yeah, not really, but... Um, all right. Now, uh, Fomka, <laughs> your management says uh, you want to leave in like 15 minutes. She yeah. was, I heard she wanted to leave before this G-spot call. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. I'm actually really Although busy. I'm i got to go I'm right here, now. I'm, I'm here as your wingman. Oh, now, thank so God. Okay. You're back. All right. I, okay. I, I will not harass you anymore. Oh, sure. But I forbid you from leaving. <laughs> All right. Uh, where was that call? Matt. Yeah. You're 20. Yeah. You want to know about the elusive G-spot? Yeah. All right. It's named after uh, this uh, Satan worshiper named uh, Graffenberg, I think. Correct. And uh, he created this to frustrate mankind. It doesn't really exist, as far as I know. Bomka? As far I have not experienced anything. Really, really what department. it's th- <laughs> what it's thought to be is a, is a is a bundle of nerves that sits underneath the and near the pelvic, uh, the pubic bone. Right. And uh, it's basically the underside of where the clitoris is, and it's a, it's 
it can be stimulated from underneath in some women, and uh, you know they get a different experience. I thought they said it's in a different place, and all yeah. women, you never well, know where it is. Nah, it's basically a bundle of nerves. And it where's our right. bundle of nerves, Drew? It's, it's all out. Up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. When 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 we were going to, I went to a technical college when I was in high school, and there was this gal. She was reading this book. It's about the G spot, and she was reading this part about where this uh, she was uh, sexually arousing the boyfriend or husband. She like moistened her finger and stick her finger up the guy's ass and like. Well, that's the that's some some guys get stimulated by pressure on the prostate, but uh, not all guys do that, and that's nothing to do with the G spot. Oh, okay? yeah, but it, if there was to be one on a guy, that might be where it is, right? It, but there isn't to be one because the anatomy is different. All right, but some guys enjoy that, right? Not me, right? That is not my thing. All right, got that. <laughs> not into that, Tom. <laughs> Okay. Uh, no, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm taking no, I'm notes not, here. I'm done I'm with you. But I, what do you mean you're done with me? I'm done with you, but tell your sisters. <laughs> okay. That is not on the menu, sexually. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll give them the list. Yeah, like wire ahead or something. I don't mm-hmm. want to surprise anybody when okay, I show up. Okay, I'll fax them. All right. They'll be very disappointed. <laughs> uh, Scott. Yes. You're 29. Yes. Yes. Uh, I just want to be the first caller to show Fonka the proper respect of calling her name correctly. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I've been a fan since I saw you on that Star Trek episode. Mm-hmm. And you played, like, every man's fantasy woman. <laughs> um, but uh, well, when, when did you do that? That was in between Fathers and Sons and uh, Lord of Illusions. Uh-huh. And you're, you're from another planet, and you play every man's fantasy, and then you kill Something them? Something like that. I'm, I'm supposed to... The, the episode is called The Perfect Mate. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I sort of am this, this woman who's been... Um, uh, her whole life has been geared towards marrying this specific man and being the perfect mate for him, except for she's on the cruise ship in a cocoon and gets pr- released prematurely. And so an octopus is, attack the ship at no, any point? No, 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 no. That comes later in a different movie. So. But uh, anyway, she's sort of like very susceptible to what men like. And so I I play this woman who every single time I'm in the room with somebody, when I'm in the room with Captain Picard, I know everything about Shakespeare and blah, blah, blah. Ah, you're a pleaser. I'm a pleaser, kind of. It's have, a very... Uh, that is a very poignant uh, episode mm-hmm. because we have many many a young woman who gets herself into that trouble. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And did you kill him at the end or anything? No. Oh. I marry the man. I see. Scott. She had to marry some yachts at the end. All right. <laughs> Scott. Uh, you a big fan of the Star Trek, are you, Scott? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay, so I'm hanging up on you. I hate that show. Except for the one where you uh, play you the You have never seen it, so you don't know anything about it. No, I don't. I, I don't like any of that junk. Hmm. I, I really don't. <laughs> I uh, Baywatch and Knight Rider. Those are my shows. Oh, whoa. This really what, shows what, what you're stuff. made of. What are the big... I like, <laughs> stuff. Look, either you got to be in a the bikini... Intellectual, the well, intellectual stuff, huh? Let me you tell really you about like the that. talking car for a second, Fonka, before you make yeah. too much fun oh, of it. Yeah, please do. That car... Um, first off, you uh, yeah. you got to cut through to the uh, subtext of what Hasselhoff and the oh. car are talking about. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, they may be talking about road conditions or uh, taking down a drug dealer, but Wait, if there's you, like Hasselhoff in both of them? Are you in love with Hasselhoff or something? I'm, on, I'm in love with his work. Oh, I'm in love right. with him as a, as a performer, as an artisan. Mm-hmm. Well, he, it's not a bad gig if you think about Hasselhoff's life. Yeah. 
runs around, uh, you know, haggling uh, bikini-clad women all day. This is not a bad gig. But let me say this. Yeah. What is, I have a question. What's okay. the biggest show in uh, wherever you're from? Is that Amsterdam? Unfortunately, it probably is Baywatch. It is, along isn't it? with everywhere else in Europe, yeah. And <clears throat> that's what they think. Uh, the, that's what they think California or the United States is all about, yeah, right? Probably. A bunch of sun and fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's what L.A. is about, isn't it? Certain yeah, well, of it. right. But uh, those of us who have lived here for a long time know no. it's nothing like mm-hmm. that. And in, for, for Christ's sake, you go swimming in the bay that they're talking about, you come out with hepatitis. I know. And uh, like a syringe up you. Mm-hmm. Th- you know, my favorite part of Baywatch is, is when uh, perfectly healthy, uh, good-looking people, they go... They uh, they get up off their towel. They walk down to the water. They swim out about 250 yards. They stop, and they start drowning. <laughs> now, it's not like they fell off of something into the water. They swim like uh, Mark frickin' Spitz out to, that, out to the buoy, and then they turn around, and then they start flailing, and now they got to go save them. Well, there's, so much, there's only so much you can do with an episode of Baywatch. All right, but I still think it's... But you still enjoy it. I, I'm I, glad. I do. And Some let, people are pleased very easily. Let me tell... All right. <laughs> are yeah. you done making fun no. of me? <laughs> no, actually, I'm just starting to get on a roll. No, go ahead. I saw an episode last night. Geraldo, I'm surprised. Geraldo yes. Rivera. Did you have mm-hmm. a sound up? <laughs> I normally don't have to. And let me explain why you don't need the sound in Baywatch. It's all one big long music montage. Ba- I wouldn't know because I don't watch the show, oh, well, but I'm glad you, you see, you're filling me in here. But you're real quick to criticize, aren't you? Well, I kind of can understand what it's about. You sit down with me and watch Babes Baywatch, and, and then when yeah. we're done, you tell me if you didn't find something in that. Oh, I'm sure I will. <laughs> something really deep. <laughs> yes. There'll be plenty of things to find. All right. Uh, anyway. Uh, I, the question. I, what was oh, the yeah. question? What was the question? We haven't heard it yet. Oh. No. Melanie, 27. Hi. How are you doing? Hi, Melanie. Good. I want to say that I'm really nervous right now, and I love your show, and Adam, you are hilarious. Well, thank you. I only wish Fomka felt that He's way. He's met his match tonight, though, I think. I, I could just leave. <laughs> you certainly can. Yeah. I really? have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I'd say about four months before I found out that I was pregnant, mm-hmm. I was misdiagnosed with manic depression, and they gave me Zoloft. Misdiagnosed? Why, what, what do you mean misdiagnosed? I got transferred, and uh, another uh, psychiatrist diagnosed me with post-traumatic stress syndrome instead. Uh-huh. But... What was the trauma? Oh, a lot of different reasons. Um, various different abuses in childhood. Okay. A lot of different things. Okay. So but not, I was wondering... Not, not really PTSD. It's, it's, it's surviving abuse. It's, it's survival stuff. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I was wondering to know if... Uh, Zoloft has any psychological effect on unborn children? Uh, you know, I don't have any sort of access to a PDR or package insert from Zoloft, but I am not aware of it being a significant, of significant danger to a child. I, I, I'm of the opinion that pregnant women shouldn't be on anything, uh, but I'm not aware of Zoloft being particularly dangerous. Okay, because my son is acting out right now, and I don't understand why. How old is he? He's two years oh, old. Oh, well, there you have it. He's two. Okay, is violent come natural? No. Well, a little bit, right? What do you mean violent? What's he doing? He's hitting his little brother. How old's his little brother? One. Uh, Kids can be pretty aggressive. What, 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 you mean actually like hitting him with objects and things? He hits with objects, his his hand. He's very strong, and he's just... Oh. 
Has anybody hit him? This kid's going to kick my kid's ass in uh, 20, no, no 15 years. No, no one hits years. him. He gets on timeouts a lot. Yeah, good. And uh, Did you have ADD when you were a child? I think I might have. I'm okay. not sure. This, I was never this, diagnosed with it. I mean, he may have some other disorder along that line. All right, how early can you bring a child in for a uh, workup? Diagnostically, I mean, I mean, too. Certainly, you could, there are certain things that can manifest that. You need people who are highly specialized in in assessing kids that age. But there are there's a whole sort of spectrum of disorders now that people look at in the, that are related to ADD. They kind, of, they kind of call them wham bam kids, kids that have sort of difficulty organizing their sensory input, and they tend to be aggressive. All right, maybe when it's kids, and they, they indeed, you know, cocaine and speed and these sorts of things are highly associated with that sort of stuff. At this age, but they can happen without without the pharmacological if, effects. If mom is strung out while she's pregnant, but it can happen, for, you know, just <clears throat> spontaneously also. And I and you know, mom, <clears throat> let's 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 look here. Mom has been through as a survivor of abuse herself, mm-hmm. and her ability to be emotionally open and empathic with her children may be impaired. Right, and that can make the kids act out too. Okay, so. She should bring him in and uh, they should get some, be assessed. The whole the whole system there should be worked. Can out, they sure. do like a like a blood test or something to find out whether they have a you know chemical imbalance at age two? Mm, I mean there are there are medical things that can be ruled out, but no, not blood tests usually. Okay, Tommy. Yeah, you're twenty. Yeah, how you doing? Good. Uh, I got a question for you guys. Uh, my wife is eight months pregnant, and She's been really excited lately. I was wondering, would that hurt her if we... Yeah, this is one of God's cruel jokes. The, the third trimester of pregnancy, the, all the swelling and pressure down in that, the pelvis tends to make women more aroused. Oh, really? And uh, yes, you can. I mean, there's, there's people that argue you can have it right up to the end, uh-huh. uh, unless she's having any kind of complication, preterm labor, or anything like that. Uh, so, so if she's having a C-section, you can still be... At the same time? <laughs> yeah. No, not at the same time. That's considered bad taste? Uh, that would be bad taste. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. She, uh, to the end. I was wondering, you know, could it, would it induce the labor? Uh, there's always been concern about that, but as long as... She, is she having any preterm labor? Uh, no, not right now. No, it's not likely to do that. I mean, it's it's allegedly okay. You you should check with your your obstetrician just to be sure, but it should be okay. Are there certain kind of positions that are safer than others? What's that? Uh, he's, he's asking me. I don't know that. Well, I mean, the question is, really, could could a climax induce some kind of contractions? Really now, she's been, I mean, I don't know, she's wanting to do it all awful lot. Yeah, and that's, and that's normal for somebody in the third trimester. Is really. that weird for you, Tommy? Oh, no, not, I mean, I, I, I wasn't expecting it, but, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I mean, right. it, she, I love her for who she is, so, I mean, all right. it's not going to hurt me any. All, all right. right, just be careful, and you ought to talk to your obstetrician, and it, 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 it usually is okay, as I understand it. God bless you, Tommy. I would not uh, partake in sex after the eighth month. Why, Why? not? I don't know. It's it's so uh, uh, it's 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 so. Oh, I don't know. I mean, people with multiple should... there with your your child being uh, you know slapped around <laughs> by your own genitalia. I mean, it just well, sounds the child's bizarre. There the whole time though during the pregnancy. So what's the difference? Eighth. I know it's bigger during the eighth month, but well. I don't quite know what it is other than uh, the woman then becomes a... She, this is, she's a mother. 
And it's like uh, sex with mom. It's weird. I really? Kn- oh, well, I she's also that. a mother after yeah. she's given birth. Still, yeah, yeah, but then, yeah, Adam, you then are, the you, kid is born. And, okay, what? you're going back to therapy. I swear to God. <laughs> you are going back. You are going back. I know. You, you I, cannot, I think we need to talk. You cannot get married until you do another year of therapy. No, I have it's to go tonight, or can uh, I go sometime well, like tomorrow? Well, I call an ambulance right now if you need to. But <laughs> once you get a medevac <laughs> unit in here with like a, a psychologist. But uh, no, that's you, not that's weird. Yeah, that's right, the same so woman. I'm, I'm same, not, same woman. Same I'm woman. weird for not wanting to uh, bang my wife who has a, a beach ball uh, no, coming out of no, her. No, it's also after the this fact is your when the beach deal. ball is gone. This, I suspect she's a mother then. And that yeah, somehow right, makes... the, right back to sex. But Adam has a very important symbolic relationship with mom. What would mom do to you? <laughs> if I was having sex with her? <laughs> no, I mean, what, what, <laughs> I probably wouldn't get my allowance. Uh, or maybe I'd get a little more. I, I don't know. Might she hit you over the head with something? Oh, please. Uh, <laughs> First off, uh, Famka, you I would make an exception for. So I want you to know okay, that. Okay, thank uh, you. All right. I, I know you're flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I had a dream uh, some months back, which I made the uh, grave uh, mistake of sharing with Dr. Drew, uh-huh. uh, which was... Which I was straight into therapy. I was in the deep end of a swimming pool. I was mm-hmm. having trouble uh, getting my footing. You know, I was sort of uh, treading water, and I was uh, cornered by two... Uh, um, as I described them, uh, what did I describe them as? Hanchi. Uh, elderly women who uh, beat me with my own genitalia. <laughs> Drew. Drew. And, 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 and by the way, he'd always described his mother and grandmother as haunchy. All right. I don't oh. think it was them, but it, it could have been. I, I don't this know. It's very symbolic. Does that seem strange. bizarre to you? A little bit. I worry for you. <laughs> but come on. I think we need to get you in a session with somebody. I think it might be time. Especially after the other thing you just shared with us. Just because I don't want to have sex with a with a woman who's about to give birth. And after. And after. I didn't She's, say no. After. No, no, because you it, said something changes. Yeah, you she said she becomes a mother. Yes, you, and it'd you're be like have having problems. sex with your mother. You're going to have problems after. Yeah. All right. First off, Drew, you get it once a millennium, so please don't, don't me give me that crap. Here. And that'll happen right to you too when your when your wife has children. Believe me, you'll be happy. All right. If you ever get you a guys wife. are Listen, having some serious I, problems. Here. We need couples therapy. Do you think, I know you do. <laughs> Listen, I, I I will have sex. He uh, would go with, if Mopke would come. I suspect to where to couples work. Would you? All right. Would you come? I'm, I'm going to be part of this couple thing now too. You mediate. Going to be okay. Yeah. Oh. Good. Could you picture Fomka in like those uh, horn rim glasses and a, like a short cut <laughs> skirt and a, like a tweed uh, business jacket, hair up in the bun, and then at some point shakes right. it loose and rips the glasses right, off? All right. And the music and just encourages right. him. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Listen, I will cross that sexual bridge when I come with it. Maybe I will have sex with my greatly uh, inflated, impregnated <laughs> wife. You never know. But I Maybe. would, I would find it a little bit strange. I, I really would. But that we, we dream, that. that's very yeah. interesting. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Tom, you've had some weird dreams, though, haven't I know, you? nothing like that. Really? I, I have to say nothing like that. Well, you were, you know why? Because weird. you were no. gro- you were reared in, in the uh, the relative sanity of, uh-huh. of a different country. Right. I was brought up in North Hollywood in the 70s. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. I'm scarred. Oh. You know? I grew up in Amsterdam. What do you think that's like? Oh, it's there's like a bunch the of... like the 70s from beginning no, to end but of you, my but you upbringing. Learn, you learn four languages, you get an education. Well, you had an education. Mm-hmm. I was uh, thrust out of the house at 18 and handed a uh, carpet cleaning wand uh, to make a living. After, by, after, by an illustrious, after an illustrious education, throwing pots. 
Yes, I was a ceramics major in high school. Not you uh, traveling from uh, prestigious uh, university to university, <laughs> picking up languages as I went along the way. No, uh, no runway modeling for me, by the really way. I feel really sorry for you. I know. Still, I suggest therapy. All right, I uh, I will to take... overcome those scars that you you know. I'll take build your up pity. I'll take the pity. Okay. That's fine. Whatever Good. it takes. Good. All right, um, Carl. Hi there. Hey, you're 33. Yeah, I sure am. And uh, I really enjoy uh, your guys' show. It's terrific. I listen every chance I get. Thank you. And uh, I had a question. I kind of uh, share your proclivity, Adam, for uh, for pornography. And uh, all right, I'm already in. I'm really deep tonight, Carl. Please, <laughs> enough, enough with me and my uh, bizarre sexual obsessions. Okay. Well, um, I just kind of remembered that back when Goldeneye came out, I think uh, Fomko was in. Actually, Playboy, and I was wondering oh, if she could. No. no, what? I have never been in Playboy. And you if sure? I have been, then it was with a you know fully dressed picture. Oh well, yeah. boy, I'm real disappointed. Why? Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? You know that I was in Playboy, but you didn't open it up or something? How do you know then that I was in there? Well, I uh, I thought I remembered uh, you know like seeing it on the cover, but I didn't actually just uh, buy it. I see. Did you ever do anything like that? No. Yeah, you, you promise me because promise I'll put my you, team on you it. Can, I know you can. Oh, yes. What do you think? I'm going to lie here and you know you're going to find out tomorrow? I'll go down no. to the basement during the commercial I'm and sure uh, go will. through my archives. Okay, well, Adam, if you happen to uh, to find out that she might be giving misinformation, could you please let us know? I believe her. Uh, All right, okay. but if I well, find out, I, otherwise I I'll tell you. And uh, uh, she is just a lovely woman. And, she uh, certainly is. And thank you very much. All right, Carl. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for that uh, <laughs> masturbatory moment from Carl. All right, Fomka, listen, you, you're not going anywhere. Come on. Oh, well, I am going to go, be going shortly. I have shortly? To, yeah. What do you have to do? I have to get on the plane early in the morning. Oh, please. I'm Where sh- are you going? I'm going to New York, and then I have to go to Savannah, Georgia to finish up the movie. Oh, you're breaking my heart. I know. All right. What time does the plane leave? Well, I don't think I'm going to be sharing that with the rest of the world right now. Well, what do you think? Someone's going to put a bomb on it or something? Maybe. Uh, what, are you, seven, anyway, eight in the it's, morning? It's early in the morning. Eight? How's that? I want to know what time to set the alarm. Are you going to bring me to the airport? Yes. Oh, that's so sweet. That's right. Well, I'll call you tomorrow morning. <laughs> we'll give you a wake-up <laughs> <All> call. Right. <laughs> All right. It was worth a try. All right. Uh, listen, Fom uh, Guy, I know you have to go, but you hang around for one more break. Okay. Please. And uh, I'll give the movie uh, extra special plugging. Oh, thank you. All right. Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, Chirpy, have some cheese. We love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese? Loveline will be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Eddie Trunk inviting you to download the Eddie Trunk podcast at podcastone.com. Going to have some fun each and every week. Mixed bag of a lot of things. Interviews with some of your favorite artists. Maybe talk to some of the behind the scenes people. Get into some commentary. Answer some of your email. We'll have some uh, some good fun. So don't miss it. The Eddie Trunk podcast every Thursday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Yeah. 
insist on being at least allowed to come on the set. All right. Uh, you Drew, act? Drew, huh? You're going to act? Yeah, I can act. He's the next auteur. Ooh. Are we going to do a movie together? P- Peter Auteur? Who am I? Yeah, we'll do a movie. Okay. Let me explain. Uh, America's not, uh, not yet uh, even had a sampling of my talent. It kind of rolls off your tongue. Oh. Chaplin, Kubrick, Corolla. Yes, that's how it's going to be. Fits there, doesn't it? Just because I gab all night doesn't mean I can't act. I could act. Yeah, I could do that octopus movie. Come on, <laughs> anybody can do that octopus movie. Run down the uh, corridor of a cruise liner, screaming mm-hmm. my brains out. That's right. And then get uh, devoured by a big tentacle. That's that's pretty much you. Sum- you just summed up the whole movie. How? What was how the, did you know? What was the budget uh, on that film? About sixty million dollars. Oh my really? god. Mm-hmm. Oh. Huge. That means it's going to be good. <laughs> the more you spend, the better the movie. Yeah, that really has proven to be right in the last couple of years, hasn't it? Well, at least visually. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I listen. I love all that stuff. I love whenever uh, whenever beast turns against man. I, I heard some interesting analysis of uh, films last twenty years, and they were talking about the reinitiation of the Star Wars trilogy, re-release of that. Right. And uh, some of these guys were saying that uh, they they have great disdain for that film because that was when American filmmaking. It changed American Tra- Transition yeah. to the point where action became the center and mm-hmm. focus of the film rather than character and, and, and the interpersonal relationships right. and acting and story. Right. It became action. It was a mm-hmm. great day for American filmmaking is uh, what you're saying. Okay. Now, listen. Here's the deal with these uh, action films. It, when, when one uh, – people get jaded very quickly, meaning you can only watch so many things blowing up so many times before you just don't care. That's what you would expect, except for see how many movies are being made every year. Action yeah, yeah. movies you, Adam, you, with the you, same you have the polar bear formula, theory, right? Yes, that humans just we react as 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 beasts when it comes to stimuli. No, here and yeah. the fact is we just keep responding to the same stimuli over and over and over, and this is part of that. Yeah, but here's the reason why sequels usually suck: is the first movie and uh, pick your pick your movie, Alien. Mm-hmm. And Aliens a sequel or Die Hard or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The first one will have a slow build. It will uh, develop the characters. Mm-hmm. You will you will have a relationship with the characters. And then by the time it gets to the action, you've already bought into the premise. You care about the character. Then when the character is put in jeopardy, you're right there with them. Right. Now, when they go ahead and make the sequel, they say to themselves, well, listen, we made this one. We've got to make this one twice as big. Mm-hmm. And, and so and everybody knows these characters, and so. everyone knows yeah. the character. And right when the movie starts, boom! It starts with a big explosion exactly. and a big chase scene. <clears throat> but twenty minutes into it, and they're still going into the chase scene. You just don't care anymore. I, I mean, uh, Die Hard Three was like one big explosion, one big chase scene, and uh, even a guy like myself, who uh, who's uh, shallow at best when it comes to reviewing films, <laughs> I was bored halfway into mm-hmm. it. I, I really, I wanted to see something else. Let's have uh, show somebody painting for a while. I know. I was, something. Uh, yes, anything. Let's see, see a guy on a potter's wheel. It's... So you can't start too soon with this stuff. It's no. got to have a build. You mm-hmm. know what was a great movie, everyone? What? Pepion. Now there's an action film. Mm. Ever see Pepion? Mm-mm. Steve McQueen. Much better actor than, uh, uh, I mean, everyone knows he's a good actor, but right. 
he was a great actor mm-hmm. if you watch this film. Dustin Hoffman, true story, mm-hmm. uh, prisoners, uh, French prisoners uh, put in French Guiana in a prison camp in the turn of the century, how he escapes and gets put back and escapes and gets put back again. It's like uh, two and a half hours. Amazing, uh, mm-hmm. amazing movie. Uh, watch Pepion, everyone. All right, and uh, and by the same token, watch the Octopus movie. Yeah, that was made uh, in the 70s. <laughs> nothing good came out of the 70s. Rising. All right. Uh, where the hell were we? Yeah, Famke Jansen is our guest, and City of Industry is the movie that she's going to be in March 14th. Uh, Harvey Keitel, Tim Hutton, Stephen Dorff, a blockbuster. I guarantee it. Oh, you guarantee it. Good. Yeah. I'm happy you do. All right. <laughs> Courtney. Hi. Um, I had a quick comment about the call you got about the gay guy about coming out, and um there was a girl at my school who came out and said she was a lesbian, and she got beaten up for it. So, I don't just, know. I, don't it, I mean, is that? Uh, I don't think it that's just, that. it's so horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. it is. Mm-hmm. It is, but unfortunately, it is one of these. Um, it's hard to take a stand when you're 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. To change, change the culture, you mean, yeah. Yeah, you're just dodging uh, you rotten fruit too. and yeah. getting your butt kicked after class. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I'm all for, you know, I don't want people kowtowing to the man or repressing mm-hmm. their inner whatever mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. On the other hand, I'm, I'd like to be pragmatic about it. No, I know. If, it, it if seems... it's going to ruin your life, then just hold off and go to a lesbian college and admit to everybody when you're 20, you know, 20 or 19 and you're already in a safe environment and happy yeah, uh, no, but I, I think that what we discussed before is like to go to uh you know a, a lesbian gay group or something while you're you right know, sure in find school and you don't really want yeah you have to find support by all means and well, uh i heard coordinating's question was, was just, well, and hold on let me talk to Fonko for a second. Uh, in, in um yeah. holland yes, in your in homeland holland. he's gonna actually break into tears when you leave you better stay to the top <laughs> they are i mean this guy is not gonna make it no no listen i I, I had okay. a passing interest in Fonko. you are I'm like a laser now. beam You're for christ's sake i'm okay. over it now <laughs> i've moved on to her family that's true any brothers no okay good um in Holland. Yes. Uh, what about this? Would it, would it be treated the same way, uh, homosexuality, for instance? Well, I think Holland, in, in many ways, is a very liberal country. So oh, I think that we deal in, in with, every way. Yeah, with those issues slightly differently. And I think that because, you know, from when we're very young on, we're sort of exposed to a lot of different things, and nothing seems to be abnormal. So that's why, I, I guess, from my perspective, I would have said, come out and, and you know, share with the rest so of the world. So your, your high school culture, say, you know, the... the Mm-hmm. Eight to twelfth grade type setting, right? But they speak uh, five languages and watch a uh, film noir. Here uh, we're uh, weaned on uh, Mountain Dew and corn dogs, and our favorite <laughs> movie is the uh, Smoking the Bandit trilogy. Right. So naturally, we're going to kick a little ass when we find out when but, someone's but, gay. But, but there's not that kind of aggressiveness or overt violence. Uh, no, no, you know, no, not yeah. really. I w- America is very much that way. Yeah. See, give them the weed, mellows out the whole country. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Tara. No, 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 no. I want to hear. F- we haven't finished. No. It was five. All yet. right, hold on, Tara. Hey, you ever hang out in any of those uh, hash dens? I've been there. Yeah, how is mm-hmm. that? It's fine if you're into it. All right, you're not into it? No, no, I'm not. Right. Could you bring me back a brick uh, next time you go over there? Yeah, oh, no, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, you're not into it either. <laughs> <laughs> not Co- as long as you work with me. Courtney. Hi, um, I also had another comment on oh, yeah. my question. Right. Yes. I've been listening to Loveline since fifth grade, and wow. I think that Adam is the best host or co-host or whatever. You want to call yourself? Host is fine. Thanks, Courtney. Thank you, Courtney. Whoa, well, so, so glad we got back to Courtney. No, no, no. Let me hear the question for God's sake. <laughs> it, was, it was her comment. No, what's the question, Courtney? Um, I was just wondering what some signs are of cervical cancer. Um, abnormal bleeding, pain, 
and more often than not, no sign. That's why you got to go get the pelvic exam. Mm-hmm. And once you actually have cervical cancer, if it actually is invasive, it's really too late. You got to pick it up at the very, very early stages when it can be removed easily, just like you'd remove a skin cancer. Would it be pain, like in like where your ovaries are? Or? Yeah, but I mean that's way along the line. I mean it's that's well well into things by that okay. point. Uh, um, you, m- most pelvic pain is, believe me, is not cervical cancer. Okay. Okay. Um, I got put in the hospital last year because they thought I had a um, a ovarian cyst, uh-huh. and they did a um, an ultrasound and they didn't find anything. But uh-huh. so I was just wondering, and I no, no. They, I mean, look, they would they would have detected cervical cancer on your pap smear. That's very simple to pick it up. All right. Uh, Tara, 22. Hi. Hey. Uh, yes, I have kind of a um, question I've been thinking about for uh, so many months. I've been going out with someone that is a lot older, a lot older than me. It'll be two years this June. Mm-hmm. And I've had past relationships maybe through, you know, high school and then, you know, out of high school. And it seems that the, wor- the worst thing that I'm finding out is I just do not like performing any, I mean, any time, anywhere, as far as giving a guy oral sex, mm-hmm. and I mean, I did have some kind of, um, I don't know, it's kind of hard to uh, talk about in some ways, but uh, some some kind of tragedy, be, just before I was graduating high school with one guy that was two years old, older than me, and I don't know if it could be that. What happened? Um, well, when I, um, when him and I were together at times, you know, he was the one that introduced me into drinking, and yes, I was underage, but... I still knew how to control it, and when it came to sex, if I didn't want it, but he did, then it was like, you better give it or you're in trouble. And so, you know, it was it was somewhat abusive and, that, and whatever. Somewhat. And I, Terrifically abusive. Well, I was able to get out of it just before I started my first year of college. Good. And everything, but that was where, when he wanted, you know, when he wanted oral sex, it was, it was just thought of it just kind of like no i don't i'm too chicken to try and so he would actually force it how how old is your current man um he's 33 we're 11 years apart i guess all right so uh, this first relationship turned you off yeah to oral sex obviously why do you think you would put up with such abuse excuse me why do you put up with such horrible abuse um, it, it's only been, I only had the abuse in that one relationship, yeah, and with I was for, with him for about four months. And you and figured it out, huh? I, um, uh, well, he, he was, I heard, ba- I heard background rumors that he was trying to actually figure out how to dump me, but, you know, we both got kind of a, uh, to the point and dumped each other. I mean, why didn't dump him the moment he started that crap is really sort of my All question. Right, I'll, I'll get what Drew's trying to get at. Any other, uh, form of abuse in your life? Um... As a child, I don't think so. I but really don't think so. I would suspect that Tara would be more somebody that comes from a family where... Her, I have seen my brother no, no, being no. abused, but me, physically, personally. Physically abused? Um, yeah, my brother was physically abused. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, we got, you know, spanking his kids or... But I, the point is, that, that that just confirms my theory. Is that you may not have had overt abuse, but you come from a family where the posture is abusive, and so... She would naturally pick pick a guy who was abusive and then tolerate that for a certain period of time. Right, and uh, these uh, wounds take a little bit to heal. Yeah. That's all. And plus, yeah, I mean, she must be so angry and so demeaned and have so many yes. worth self worth right. issues. And, and so things... every time the uh, topic of oral sex comes up, it it drums up all these old feelings yeah. and emotions. And God knows, and she she must have some 
anger towards man. I'm built around that. It just has to. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yes. That, and, and, that, and that's it, it's hard to be giving <clears throat> when you want to be aggressive. Right. All right. Um, Famka. Yeah. I know you're dying to get out of here. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, you are. What are you going to Got to be honest in this show. Famka, you, you got to be you, honest. You, you, like yeah, no, go. I'm, I'm going to go in oh, the break, okay. right? Yeah. He might not break if you, if oh. you, you know, see. No, in the so break, we, know, we, should, we should break now. Okay. Now, you know, Trooper would stick out the show. I know. You know, the 21 minutes out of your life. I mean, <laughs> God knows. <laughs> National status of this the show and all the plugging. This is abusive, too, this relationship, and I need no, to get out now yeah, before right. it gets Going too far. On. All right. Um, you know, it's like you've, you've come so, end up. You know, It's like you've come so far. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Only, but it's good to leave a little mystery towards the end. Do you know what I mean? No. No? No. You're not into that? No. We but would, you need therapy anyway, so right, we, we might that. want to bring that up in there. Right. Well, Mystery's good. If, uh, all right. So you're saying you're going to leave at the at this break? Yep. All right. I will not talk about this movie after you leave, you know. Okay. That's fine. And then it will come out uh, three weeks from now, and uh, right. my lips will be sealed. Okay. If you want to play it that way, just go right ahead. I hate to play hardball with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I know you, know. you do. I can tell you really hate this. All right. So you'll just be leaving. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be leaving. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, down the road, this uh, octopus movie is going to come out, and then right. the Gingerbread Man and RPM, and I will sit here like a mute. But I came on the show twice. I did. Yeah, remember? I no, came on talk the about TV it. show, right, and now right. I'm on all the right. radio show. But no, you're still no, not no. happy. All right, all right, you're right. What I do I have no. to do to no. please you? No, please don't ask that question. Do not ask that question. All right, here's what you have to do to please me. Okay. When the octopus movies do out, you come back. Okay. I mean, you talk more about the octopus. Okay. Meanwhile, you'll have uh, other. Uh, uh, in the meanwhile, you're gonna have, hold a grudge against me. No, but, no, yeah. no, no. If you if you promise to come back uh, before I'm, the I'm release of, of uh, Deep gonna, Rising, yeah. I think what he's doing is going to Sacramento, try to have the laws of the state changed so you can have more than one husband. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Famke Jansen, ladies and gentlemen, City of Industry is the name of the movie. March 14th, Harvey Keitel, Tim Hutton, Steve Dorff. Uh, it's a big uh, jewel heist thing. It's extravaganza. Do not miss it. That's right. I uh, I smell an Oscar, oh. <laughs> or did or did Drew just break wind? I, I don't know what it is, but I, I this this is the breakout movie for you. I hope so. This I is sure it. I hope so. All right, just don't get a big swelled head and not come back. Seriously, oh, please. All right, so. you come back for the octopus. I'm coming back for the octopus movie. Okay, all right, because uh, hell hath no fury like a uh, host scorn. Let me tell you that right now. You're threatening me. I know. Okay. Enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Famke Jansen, thank you very much. Bye. voices are trying to throw me off while they're. Tr- while I'm trying to concentrate on this. Okay, you're safe. Thank you. Lifeline will be right back. It's Nicole Polizzi, but you may know me as Snooki from MTV's Jersey Shore. I totally feel like Snooki doesn't exist anymore, so I want you guys to get to know Nicole. Download my new podcast, Naturally Nicole, at podcastone.com. A lot has changed in my life with becoming a mother, getting married, losing weight, being fit. So be a part of my new, fantastic, fabulous world. Download Naturally Nicole every Tuesday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.
You're my stern but groovy master, Adam. Yeah. Where is, uh... Why do you bring her back? Yeah. Jennifer Grey. Yeah. Bring her back. I want to see how Adam deals with that one. I mean, he just lost his lunch over from poor Fomke here. Uh, yeah, I miss Jennifer Grey. It's been a while. I've moved on. Jennifer Grey was, uh... She was unattached. <laughs> and, you know, she was tired of the whole Hollywood scene. She had it up to here. Not like this Fomka dating uh, some uh, producer, director, writer guy. That's one actually you had a shot with. Jennifer? Yeah, but he, he blew uh-huh. it with the talc. Remember the talc just Yeah, she got a little grossed out towards the end. <sighs> but you were doing good with her. Let's get her back. I don't <laughs> care what try. she's doing. Get her back tonight, would you? <laughs> I'll get right on it. Come on. There's uh, nine minutes left in the show. Let's go. All right. Uh, Famke Jansen. Uh, well, look, she stayed for like an hour and 40 minutes. That's not bad. Uh, she's uh, quite a busy actress. And I, and I she, look, look. expect big things Great from sport. Her. Delightful. Oh, delight. Come on. Delight. Right. Yeah. Delight. I held her own against you. A delight. Yes. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bill. Yeah. 23. Yep. Yeah. Um, where do I begin? I'm currently involved in an abusive relationship where I am being beat up almost every day of my life for the last three years. Okay, get out. That's it. Get out. How there, big there's it? no way you're going to change that uh, without leaving. How big is this chick? It's not a chick. Um... I was just kidding with you, Bill. What, uh, th- this is your gay partner? Yes. Do you live together? Yep. Uh, I don't know what the statistics are, but is there a lot of gay guys bashing uh, their partners? Uh, I know, you know, it's probably fairly not much prevalent yeah. in the heterosexual community. No. It's probably close to the same. No. I bet more guys bash their wives than uh, partners bash each other in a gay relationship. But mm-hmm. uh, be that as it may, Bill. When you, when you say bashing or, or, or uh, beating you up, what does that entail? Punched in the stomach, kicked, um, knives put to my throat, on, choked, put right, hair. All right. On a nightly basis? I get slapped around. It's the um, same thing as if a woman's being abused. It's the same phenomenon. Yeah, and you, it's just... It's the same phenomenon. Well, you, you fall into the abused wife trap, really. Do you think does, you You could, don't have to be a female to fall into that. <laughs> no, you but it, it helps to fall into the abused wife trap. Uh, but, you know, you don't have to be. Bill. Yes. All right. A couple of questions. Uh, what is it about you that makes you think it's okay to be abused this way? I don't know. Just stuff that he says. But I no, no, no. But what happened to you in your makeup? You know what I mean? I mean, most people wouldn't stand for this. How come you're standing for it? I really don't know. I was hit as a child. I don't know. Yes. Okay. Well, there it is. Uh, say no more, Bill. I mean, that's what happened. We, we repeat what our past experiences have been. We try to fix them in our adult life. And we, we and the people that, that seek out people who are good victims oh. like this know how to prey upon your feelings of worthlessness. Well, and, and, and let's convince give... convince you that they love you so much and uh, you're making them this way. Let's give Bill some credit, too. He, there's no coincidence, uh, it is no coincidence, I should say, that he has uh, aligned himself with an abuser. Right. And that the abuser has aligned himself with a good victim. Right. All right. So now we know what happened, Bill. And now we know why you're there. So, what's the next step? 
I don't know what I I know I need to leave and right. I don't know how to make the first step about it to do it. I'm right now hiding out at a friend's house. Really? I Sunday night really bad night. What does he abuse you over? I mean, what does he say? And I know he he'll say anything, but give us a typical episode. Um if I'm not wearing my clothes the right way, something will happen. If I didn't scrub the toilet the way he prefers, something will happen. If I Well, that stuff is kind of, I mean, he does have a point with the toilet, Bill. You know, it's just like every little thing. Okay. And he right. drinks a lot and he smokes pot and does coke and all this other stuff. Well, the pot should sort of act counterbalance maybe the coke and the, and the booze a little. But anyway, you couldn't kick his ass in a pinch? I tried to once. Really? And we ended up in jail. Oh, really? About a, two years ago. All right. Here's the deal, Bill. Here's the situation, quite honestly. He's a little effed up, you're a little effed up, but you're the one who's getting hurt. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you need to get out of this relationship. Don't worry about all the particulars. You need out. Out. That's it. Out. Forget about all the reasons why you can't. You need to be out before this guy does something to you that's irreparable, like killing you. And all your emotional attachments need to be packed up, put in a suitcase, and uh, the loss dealt with, and get on, and get some help for Bill. This is to- time-out time, dude. Absolutely. Time-out for Bill. Uh, you you got it. you <laughs> Time out and uh, get some get some individual work. And this when is, this is this is major league stuff. And when Drew goes to the dude basket and pulls the word dude out, it's and uh, you know it's serious. serious. Yeah. Uh, Drew does not use the word dude lightly. And uh, if, if he says guy, it's time to just check yourself in somewhere. But uh, when Drew says dude, you know there's some abuse going on. Drew's a doctor. And uh, as a doctor, they actually uh, extricate certain words from your vocabulary. From your dude, brain, yeah. Dude being one of them. That's right. There's no doctor that says dude. Not not unless extraordinarily stressed. And, uh, you know, I mean, he, hot prods in his side, he, you couldn't get a bro out of him. But uh, if he says dude, there's serious trouble there. So, Bill, please, dude, get out of that relationship. <laughs> Got a note that says uh, Dr. Marcel says dude. <laughs> I think he calls. Uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he called his female patients "babe." <laughs> hey, babe, in for breast uh, augmentation. Oh, for myself, got to get him up here. Yeah, well, yeah, him. If he can get into the studio with all the jewelry, I, I don't know. Okay, Amy, twenty-one. Hi. Um, since you guys are guys, <laughs> I have a question for you from a guy's point of view. Um, can Can you, if you loved a woman really, you know, a wife, and you had been married for a while, knowing that she had an affair? Um, earlier on in your relationship, is there any way that, that a guy can ever forgive a woman or completely trust? trust D- forget the the, uh, the hypotheticals here. What happened? Well, I've been I've been together with my fiance for a, few, a couple years. And yeah. Earlier on, I had um, an affair with an older man. Old boyfriend or just older man? No, he was he was a lot older than me. Um, during during the uh, engagement. No, this was before we. Early were on engaged. in the relationship. Okay. Yeah. But we were still serious. And how long had you gone out before you cheated? About a year. Oh, but you know what? I mean, that's long people, enough. Look, that's part of the whole process of, of adolescence and, and dating and stuff. People make mistakes and they act on impulses and they learn how not to do that. How old was the older guy? He was forty-three. Oh, I'm a I'm a paramedic and I worked with. He was a firefighter. And 
Um, this just happened a year ago. Actually. All right. So, and you're worried about that event uh, impinging on your well, marriage? It, it came up again. We're we're going to get married, and, and he brought it up again tonight. Mm-hmm. How did he find out about it? I I had to tell him. I told him the day after, the morning after. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He wondered where I was that night. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh. All right. What's up with that? I'm I'm just an honest type of person. Uh, honest people don't screw people behind their boyfriend's back. But we were in a fight. All right. And hey, listen, uh, listen, guys. Uh, hold on. Let me get the reverb out. Um, attention, all males. Your girlfriend, a concubine, fiance, wife, or whoever can get laid whenever she effing pleases. Understand that. When you get into a fight with this woman, she can go out and bang anybody at any workstation she happens to be at. They, all women size up some guy at work, some potential sex partner. I know for Ann, it's me. And I know that the second uh, her and Doug get into a spat, I'm going to have to nail her. I have a jacuzzi tub in my house now. Oh, okay. Well, all right. She sized up the tub. Oh, that's I got it. five jets. She'll never be out. All right. That's it. She'll have to, she'll have to work the show somehow from yeah, the tub. Yeah, she won't be here. All right. God forbid the space heater fall. Hey, Amy, uh, look, you, you were still in your courting phase at that point. Uh, you, what you did was sort of age-appropriate and normal behavior. I mean, yes, it, of course, there's something needs to be stored out, and there have to be some feelings associated with that. But if you're really getting on to the point at which you're committed and want to get married, you, you kind of put a lot of that stuff aside and, and form a new rela- new commitment, new it. relationship. People have had other relationships. People have had their indiscretions. It's the idea is to sort that out before you form the and, union. And, and, yeah, and make your commitment, and once you're committed, that's it. All right. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kiss my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. Love line will be right back. All right, Brian, if, if people have not been listening to the Film Vault Weekly, what have they missed? Well, who are these people? They're people that don't listen. Why don't they listen? I don't know. They missed some pretty fantastic top five lists, including... Portrayals of the devil. They have no idea. Top five wedding scenes, top five dumb characters, which they are for not listening. That was a great list, by the way. Top five dumb characters. That's a pretty good one. Uh, top five weapons. Top five inanimate objects. So please, please do yourselves and your ears a favor. Listen to the Film Vault. The Film Vault over on Podcast One. That's O-N-E. All right. Well, plum out of show. I want to thank uh, Famke Jansen for coming in tonight and uh, gussing up the place with her uh, leggy beauty. And the movie uh, City of Industry. Go out and see that. I'm sure it'll be a hit. And then the big octopus movie hits <laughs> because uh, finally someone with the guts to make an octopus film. It's, a, it's an important film and had to be made. This is uh, the uh, Schindler's List of uh, maritime tragedy. All right. <laughs> An octopus movie, girl. I liked 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea when I was a kid. Right. You were nine. and uh, was three. All right. Listen, I'll go see the octopus movie. I, I will. Even if it's just to see her running in a one piece, I'll see it. All right. Uh, no guests tomorrow night. Thank God for that. Just Drew and I discovering the love. And uh, until tomorrow night, when we do discover the love, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. You're my stern but groovy master, Adam. <laughs> This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are not necessarily...
Service for Loveline guests provided by Fox Limousine. And it certainly wasn't for me, Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth & Nail Records. Sit, Obu. Obu, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.